uh, this evening, both members and visitors alike. We thank you for your attendance and for your time. Let's go to God in prayer, please. A great and loving Father, masterful King, thank you for Jesus, your great Son, whom you sent down that cruel, cruel cross of Calvary, who died in our stead, not only to please you, not only to please the Godhead, but to save us. Help us never to forget. Help us never to grow laxed in our relationship, but to always be ever thankful for the salvation of our souls. Please bless us this evening as we worship you. Be with us and help us as only you can. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we pray and thank thee to be thy will. Amen. This is just more of a reminder of what we talked about this morning. Today we gather to reflect on the, it's a profound truth of God, and that is that God in his infinite love and his infinite mercy actively searches for his children. God does that. Luke 19, please. God searches. God seeks for his people. And as followers of Christ, what a great idea and opportunity to be like Jesus. There's this little blurb in Luke 19 and verse 10 that you go, where did that come from? For the Son of Man has come, and why did he come? To seek and save that which was lost. He came to seek after, to not only seek, but to fix what mankind could not fix, to save mankind, we who needed saving. To God, there's an urgent call, right? There's urgency. Because, brethren, we have a short time. Revelation 12 tells us that even the devil knows that there's only a short time. And he gave us a parable, Luke chapter 15. And the parable speaks to seeking after that which is lost. And Jesus speaks of the joy of finding that which was lost. In verse 3, And he told them this parable, saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine and open, open pasture and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And then someone else says, Well, wait a minute. If you leave the ninety-nine, then they're going to be lost, and then you find the one, and you've got to come back and deal with the ninety-nine. But that's not how it works, you see. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. Why do you call your friends? It shows you the value of that one sheep, right? The value of the one. And then he goes on to talk more about a parable regarding a lost coin. But just as the shepherd leaves the 99 to find that one lost sheep, just as God pursues individuals who have strayed from the fold and from the, the, the body of Christ, so we too ought to have that same mindset. Do we? John 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world. God did it. God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loved the world that much that he gave 
And so that's maybe where we ought to be thinking in our, in our mindset that we, we love God's people and we love God so much that we too are willing to give. But God gave his only son, his only begotten son. And thank you, God, for that. Thank you, God, for your gift of love and for your kindness. What about the lost coin in Luke 15, verse 8? Luke 15, verse 8, the lost coin. And what woman, if she has ten silver coins and loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? Think about the value of that one coin. Right? I mean, how many of us have lost a coin? Right? And you just, I mean, you, you pick up what you can and uh, you get to the rest when you do or when you can. This coin has such value to it to where there's a searching and a seeking it out. And when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin which I lost. There's value in the coin. There's value in the one's soul. And there's no passiveness. If you notice the seeking and the searching, the grabbing of a lamp, the leaving the 99, there's no passiveness. They're actively searching and seeking after that which was lost. And that's what we ought to do. That's the idea behind phase one, the Amber Alert. Seeking after, striving to find the one who was lost. Luke 5 and verse 29. Jesus goes to this feast. And listen to what's being stated. And Levi gave a big reception for him in his house. And there was a great crowd of tax gatherers and other people who were reclining at the table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes began grumbling at his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with the tax gatherers and sinners? And Jesus answered and said to them, it is not those who are well who need a physician but those who are sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I'm coming after those who have a need. Luke chapter 15, please. And we would all, I think, say, acknowledge, well, then he's coming after me because all of us have a need. But in this particular instance, we're talking about those who have a unique need and that they have fallen away and they need to be strengthened and encouraged to come home to God. And what happens when one soul returns is so incredible just, just to try to get an understanding or gain a level of understanding of what it really means when you look at verse 7 and verse 10 of Luke 15. What does it really mean? What is this really saying to us. I tell you that in the same way there will be more joy in heaven over one. That's a, what is that? So how many billions of people have lived on the earth? Of, of all time. And still from, from Adam to, to today, all of those thousands of years and there's still more joy in heaven over one? Doesn't it get old? 
You know, I mean, think about that. In heaven, you're like, oh, here comes another one. I mean, no, it doesn't get old with God. The one has so much value that I pray, God, that we see it the way God sees it. Over one sinner who repents, then over the 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. And God is not saying that the 99 are not equally important to him, but God wants to add continually to the fold. The rejoicing of the sheep, the rejoicing of the coin, in verse 10. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Over the one. The one. It's easy to think about the, the one in a positive light when we say, hey, I want to be number one. And we work hard at being number one. But Jesus is saying, I want you to go and get the one who has fallen away or been left behind or whatever the situation or circumstance was. Proverbs chapter 11, please. Proverbs chapter 11. So as a congregation, the goal, the mindset, the direction that we're asking you to go with us in is going after the one person that you look around and you see is no longer here for whatever the reason might be that's not important right now to try to get enough courage to gain enough courage and strength and energy and resolve and desire to go and get the one and bring them back to the fold and you know that's going to mean work right it's going to mean some work but thank you god for the opportunity to do the work that god has set before us in Proverbs 11, and the verse is 30, the Bible says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls. And that's what this is all about. It's about winning souls. So the plan for us, over the next uh, five months, the plan for us is actively engaging in serious, sincere prayer to the Master Asking him to please help us to open up the door and the opportunity and even reconciliation, if you will, to those who have walked away from Jesus. To strive to bring them back. Asking God to please not only open up a door, but to give us the courage and the strength to step through that door. And not only that, we're asking God, God, you know, make it so that things happen, such as I've run into that person I haven't seen in a while. And you go, hey, you, we were just praying about you and being willing to open up our hearts and our minds to discuss this. And then being an encourager, the second part. Encourage not only those of us who are going out and seeking uh, the lost, but also encouraging the people who come back to make sure they come back to an open and welcoming uh, body of believers who loves them and loves God and is willing and ready to receive them back as God always is. And then to encourage us to, to keep the energy going and to re-energize us for the next five months so that those who have fallen away, those who are astray, when the door opens up, thank you, Lord, we'll be able to step through that door. We're ready. And then the contact. Well, there's a list that's going to be generated. Well, it's generated, but if a list is generated, some of you out of our congregational meeting came together and wanted to be on that list. 
of making phone calls. It's kind of like our wellness calls where we, we contacted people during COVID-19 to make sure or ensure they were all right and didn't need anything. And now this, this call, if you will, uh, list has been generated of people that haven't been here in a very, very long time. And we're looking for those people. We're looking for you. If you're interested in helping us out and being on the call list, please uh, contact the office this week and let us know. And then keep the office informed tracking. Help us to track the people that have been spoken to, those who are, or maybe what their responses were, and what it is that we might be able to do to assist them. Remember this morning, this is, I'm going to Hebrews chapter 6. This is not um, a one man or a one woman show. This is a congregational effort, and we're asking you to get behind us in this. It comes out of our congregational meetings, We'll have a phase two. We'll continue on to develop and encourage the church to be stronger and to do the things that we're able to. But let's do it together. Many hands make light work. And as I stated this morning, one cannot do all, but all can do something. Right? All can do something. Hebrews 6, beginning at verse 9. But beloved... We are convinced of better things concerning you and things that accompany salvation, though we are speaking in this way. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name and having ministered and still ministering to the saints. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end, that you may, be, you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Souls. It's all about souls and administering to the souls of others. So, September 23rd, we have uh, decided to have a welcome back event. For the congregation, those who have gone astray, for those who have not returned from COVID, from, and for all of us, we want everyone to attend. We want everyone to participate in one way or another. And we're going to continue to put this before you uh, so that you can remember that this is coming up and mark your calendar so that uh, we can show uh, great excitement and joy over those who have fallen away and have returned to our Lord and Savior. And we'll have activities to follow after that, by the way. But September 23rd, mark your calendars. And we're looking for people who are interested in sharing something from their culture or interested in sharing in some way. September 23rd. As a congregation, as we follow Jesus, remember that the success of this plan relies genuinely on our desire, a true desire to, uh, to reconcile, to show a spirit of, of love, authentic commitment, right? It has to be purposeful, intentional, that our, our intention is to bring back the lost, to build up relationships, to reestablish relationships, to restore people, to God, 
to be patient, to be consistent, to be kind, to be merciful, to be gentle, and not to play God. And that's important. You know how we do that, right? Who deserves and who doesn't deserve. Remember this morning, everything you have to do during this mission is fight the sometime desire to be the older brother and the prodigal son. Oh, he didn't want to come to the dinner. He didn't even want the dinner. He didn't want the celebration. And the father said, this son of your mine was lost. He was dead, but now he's alive, and now he's been found. Rejoice with me. But sadly enough, you and I know, there's some members who are going to be the older brother. Let's stop that. Let's make sure that doesn't happen. Tonight we encourage you to pray for us, pray for this work, and ask God to help us, because we sure need him. And tonight, if you have a need, we'd like to pray with you or pray for you as well. If we can help in any way, please come while together we stand and sing our song of invitation. And his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, singing Allelu, Alleluia. Sing and to you, sing ye shall find, knock and the to you, singing Hallelujah, Hallelujah.